Hey everyone, welcome back to AV Insider. As always, I'm your host, Johnny Mota, and the show, of course, can be found at ravepubs.com and under the Rave Radio tab, where you can find my show, AV Insider, amongst many other shows, different, uh, similar, different topics, different people, different hosts, different categories, but all fun and unique and different. And of course, AV Insider is brought to you by Taskem. I love and use their stuff daily. You should check them out at Taskem.com. And again, the show, Rave or AV Insider, can be found at ravepubs.com. And today, as always, I have a special guest uh, on the show, and that would be uh, Hamid Farzani, who is the CEO and co-founder of Aliyah Labs, Inc. Hamid, hopefully I said some or all of that right. Yeah, you, you, you said that perfectly well, perfectly correctly. <laughs> well, good, uh, as opposed to the opposite, which would have been terrible. But uh, thank you for taking the time today to, to speak with us. I, I'm, uh, I'm actually, the timing has actually worked out really well. I've been interested in, in following your company's progression for a while now. Uh, one, one reason is that the air quality where I live here in Northern California isn't great. You know, a year ago where I live in Santa Rosa, there was a, uh, a pretty big fire that took a lot of the homes in this uh, the community up here in Sonoma County. And so air quality and uh, is something I've been kind of like trying to learn more and more about as time progresses, especially if, uh, you know, everyone else in the community is sort of in the same boat. Uh, your products, I, I feel, fit a very good need in today's society. And it should have been more so long ago. But I don't want to tell the story. If anything, I'd love for you to tell the story. So with that, I would love to learn the details and stories about Aaliyah Labs. But first, before we do that, I'd like to know your story. So maybe this is your first uh, job or first job with the AV technology space, or maybe it's your first job ever. I don't know what the answer is, but I would love to hear any of the details you'd care to share. Yeah, well, I, I wish that it was one of my uh, first jobs, but it's not. I've had a fairly long career. So I'm uh, by training a mechanical engineer. I was trained in France, and um, I went back to my uh, to my country of origin, Iran. Uh, and I was there. In fact, the first startup, my very first startup there uh, was an HVAC company. So a company that were installing high-end, uh, well, well, installing HVAC systems in high-end homes uh, in Tehran. And uh, for those who don't know, the climate of Tehran is very similar to Salt Lake City. So hot and dry summers and uh, cold and snowy winters. Interesting. And um, that's where I started having my first frustration with the way uh, forced air worked because it's very difficult. It was very difficult and it remains very difficult really to balance air throughout a home between different rooms. And uh, anyway, so um, soon after that, uh, we had the, re the revolution. As a result of that, I left uh, the Iran and came to the U.S. And in the U.S., in the last uh, 30 some years, I've been involved in tech. So I've been in Silicon Valley. And uh, I've been involved initially mostly with uh, cheap semiconductor companies. I, uh, I, I've been part of a number of startups. I co-founded some others. And then more recently, I've been very interested in uh, sensors. And um, my last uh, three uh, startups, including uh, Alia, uh, had a very, very high uh, we're making high use of sensors. So the idea of Aliyah came after uh, Nest introduced their smart thermostat. Uh, 
being aware of how HVAC works, I know that thermostat has essentially three different functions. And uh, these functions are, the first one is to measure the temperature where the, the, the thermostat is. The second function is that it is programmable and uh, with Nest, uh, you know, you can do that remotely. It's, uh, it has a great UI. And it also looks very nice, by the way. And the third function is that it's an on-off switch for the HVAC system. So with my background in sensors, I started thinking that, well, Nest really, in terms of sensors, they have just maybe a couple of sensors inside the unit, but that doesn't fix the problem. Uh, my bigger interest uh, has been, more recently really, has been to see how we can use sensors in order to impact and affect envir the environment. Uh, global warming is happening, and it's real, and it's affecting everyone's life. And uh, as you know, Johnny, you are in Northern California, so we now have three large fires in California. Correct. And that's partly because of the effect of uh, the drought and global warming. And that's only going to get worse. Uh, so uh, going again to, to my uh, core interest, uh, you know, one of... One one thing that I know from the my experience in HVAC is that it is not only ineffective in terms of providing the right comfort because you cannot have the temperature that you want in different rooms at different times of the day, uh, but also it is highly inefficient. So, on average, in the U.S., about half of the energy we use in homes is used for heating and cooling. Uh, in areas that are much colder or much warmer than typical, then that percentage even higher. And the way forced air works, so central forced air or, or HVAC, uh, we are probably, uh, the uh, effectiveness or the efficiency is probably at best 50%. So we're really wasting a lot of energy that way. And again, these days when we are the... Uh, when we see that our carbon footprint is much larger than, than uh, the, the environment would tolerate, that becomes a ma major issue. So just to give you, to put things in perspective, uh, if we were to, to improve the efficiency of, of uh, buildings, so residential and light commercial buildings in the US, if we're going to improve that efficiency by 50% across the US, we would be saving every year uh, the equivalent of about 10 months of total energy usage in California. So it is really a huge impact uh, that we can have. And this, that is not by creating a new, a brand new technology and like uh, solar that will take years to be adopted. It's simply by fine tuning how HVAC works and by improving its efficiency. Uh, so, again, to go back to where I started, it is really Nest that gave me that idea. So, Nest came out in 2013. In 2014, um, we started creating some, just in their garage, some proof of concept. And uh, finally, in 2015, we decided, that, yeah, the, that whole idea has legs. And uh, we, we should really create a company around that. And that's uh, when Alia was incorporated in, uh, in the third quarter of 2015. And uh, we started 
the development in 2016. And lo and behold, we have now completed the development and uh, we are uh, in the process of tooling. Uh, we have done our uh, product introduction, our product launch, and we'll be shipping our first product uh, at the end of January, January uh, this coming January. So January 2019. Um, and, and that, with that, that's when the first sales of the company of the first, I imagine, first product, because as it stands right now, you, you make a product, I think a singular product, correct, that it uh, is meant to be retrofit or is this meant more meant to be in the new construction application? Well, it, it can be used in both. We believe that the largest market that can really benefit from, uh, from the technology is the retrofit market because you have over 100 million homes Mm-hmm. In North America, they use forced air, central forced air, HVAC. And uh, those can easily benefit from the retrofit because it's, it's, it's something that's do-it-yourself do or you can use any solar if you so prefer, and the, the effect is immediate. So immediately, you can start programming different temperatures for different rooms. So if you have a young child and you want that, uh, that room to be slightly warmer or cooler, you can do that without uh, affecting other rooms, uh, or you can, uh, you can have two adjacent rooms at two different temperatures. Uh, so it's like having a thermostat per room. And that is, again, without, being, without having to do any in, in, uh, intrusive construction work uh, or uh, expensive uh, renovation. So, so taking the concept of, of um, more of the retrofit market and it's controlling the air to each room or like a, a lo- uh, thermostat per each room when really there is one. And um, based on what your product can offer, you said it can control and monitor the intake or I guess the, yeah, the intake of the room and the, the, the heating and cooling. Um, for some reason, I thought there was, there was another layer of aspect that added value with your product. Does it also offer some sort of monitoring for um, the air when it comes yes, to absolutely, CO and absolutely. Yes, you're absolutely correct, uh, Johnny. And so that is really the, the benefit of uh, a, an architecture that incorporates sensors. So our first product has 11 sensors. And these 11 sensors are for temperature and for humidity, things like that. But also we have an air quality sensor. So we can measure volatile organic compounds. And uh, in fact, given the, 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 the recent fires in California and fires, you know, one of the problems that they create is that uh, you, you have much more pollution, you have much more smoke, and um, you, you want people become really more, more concerned about the air that, we, that they breathe. And, you know, we say that we are what we eat, but we also we are what we breathe. So our... Uh, our first product, and so let's call it uh, a, a smart vent, it has 11 sensors. And uh, it has, uh, among those sensors, there is that volatile organic compound sensor. What we're currently working on is uh, to, to, to attempt really to incorporate and this is a rush program. So uh, it's, uh, it might make it into that first product, or if not, in that will be in the full-on product that we'll put out a few months later. Uh, it's also a particulate sensor so that we can, we can really measure the particulate that uh, are caused by, by, by fires, for example, in, in the smokes. And um, we, over time, will be adding 
more sensors, particularly for air quality. The limitation that we have, we have two limitations. One is that, um, you know, they are a large number of chemical sensors and uh, environmental sensors that exist, but uh, they are often either uh, commercially too expensive, so they, it's difficult to incorporate a number of them in a consumer product, and also they consume a lot of power. And our devices are battery powered. We use also energy harvesting. That's a technology that we developed that uh, we use, uh, that uses really energy harvesting in order to recharge a battery that supplements uh, the AA batteries. Uh, but um, fundamentally, we do not want to have so much power that people have to change their batteries every few months. So our goal is really three years life for the battery so that every three years, they might have to change their four AA batteries, but we wouldn't want that to be more often than that. But as the sensor technology improves and as new sensors are commercially available that are both affordable and also low power, we will definitely add the number of sensors that are specifically for, uh, for uh, measuring uh, and uh, monitoring air quality. And as time progresses and you invest in more of those sensors and monitoring the data, I imagine you can collect uh, what sounds to be like through an app, uh, a mobile application, correct? So to get this data, it's, I'm assuming you have an app to, to read this back to the consumer? Yes, that's correct. And, you know, maybe that I should give an overview of how the product works. Uh, so, please, um, please. If you, Johnny, yeah, if you were, for example, to, to get a few of our uh, vents, so first of all, in, uh, well, let's, uh, let's start with an overview of how HVAC works. So okay. for HVAC, you have typically a furnace and some homes also have an air conditioner in some either in the attic or in the basement or right, the garage. And uh, you have a fan that uh, circulates air uh, via ducts to different rooms. And each room you have an opening and typically you have a grill uh, on, in the, in the, on that opening that you can manually close or open or adjust. So that's physically how it works. And then you have that one thermostat somewhere in the house, typically in a hallway. And the only control that you have for the HVAC system is a thermostat. So you set it up, I'd say 72 degrees and when temperature gets close to 72 degrees, it starts the system. Um, and uh, when it thinks that it's satisfied, it stops it. So it's an all or nothing system. And the HVAC equipment, although you know, uh, furnaces and ACs have become much more efficient over the, the last few years, but the HVAC equipment has absolutely no idea how much energy, how much thermal energy is needed throughout the house at any point of time. So whenever the thermostat wakes it up, it just pushes out all the air that is capable of through the, through the vents, regardless of how much is needed in different rooms. The other difficulty that you have is that the thermal characteristics of rooms change through the day. So in the morning, if you have a room that is facing south and have large windows that get a lot of sun, that room would need less heat than the room that's on the other side of the house that's facing uh, the, north, the north side. So the, the system as it exists today is truly a brute force system. And what we are attempting to change to start is we're attempting to change really air circulation into the rooms. So rather than having 
these uh, fixed uh, uh, or mechanically adjustable grills that you have in every room. Um, and people cannot spend their time adjusting them through the day. We replace them with something that is fairly simple, which is a, a, a an, uh, it is like a ro ro robotic uh, op opening. It has robotic opening capability so that you can adjust automatically. The system can adjust the amount of air that gets into the room by opening or closing the louvers. That part is fairly easy. But prior, before doing that, what's the most important is to measure the actual state of the room and to know the pattern throughout the day and throughout seasons. And this is why we have a large number of sensors. So for example, we have three temperature sensors. One is to measure the temperature of the air that's coming from the duct. The other one is to, temp to measure temperature in the room. That one is an infrared sensor. So you project a beam in the, into the room and we average across that so that uh, we have a dynamic uh, measurement system. And then we have also another temperature sensor on the surface uh, that is for the purpose of if there is some local uh, source of heat or whatever that, uh, that, that uh, disrupts the reading of the IR sensor, we can calibrate for that. And then you have the, the air quality sensor that we discussed earlier. Uh, we have, uh, uh, you know, uh, ambient light sensor, right? we have UV sensors so, so that we know the, how, how much sunlight you get into the room. Uh, we have pressure sensors, humidity sensors, and so on. So uh, with all these sensors, we can uh, measure the thermal characteristics of the room, and we can model how air distribution uh, functions inside the building. So we would know which rooms are closer to the HVAC system, because the farther you are, uh, the more drop you have in the, in the uh, air temperature. Um, and... Um, uh, you know, some rooms might in general have to the, the duct might be too large or too small for it. So measuring all of that would give us a very good idea about how air is currently distributed and balanced throughout the house. And then we can adjust for it. So if you have, for example, one room that needs more air than the adjacent room, when the adjacent room gets to the right temperature, we gradually close the uh, the, the louvers so that there is less air going to that room and that pushes more air in the adjacent room that gets to the right temperature and gets there much faster than otherwise. So that way we really avoid the, the uh, syndrome of rooms that are too hot or too cold and people having to all the time uh, to play with their thermostat to try to adjust the temperature. Uh, the other thing also that that is important is that once, uh, so as we do that, you know, we might also see some issues, for example, air quality issues or um, other uh, HVAC operational issues. So for example, we might detect that uh, uh, air quality is, has dropped. So we can send an alert to the user saying that, hey, you should really check your air quality because uh, we see that uh, between, uh, I don't know, 10 o'clock and uh, 11 o'clock in the morning, something has happened and the quality has really degraded. Uh, we cannot tell exactly what has caused it, but we can, we can really uh, send some clues as to what might have caused it. Uh, so at least the, the owner knows that he has to look for something. 
or we can send an alert saying that your return air filter seems to be clogged and uh, you should consider changing it. Uh, or, uh, for example, that uh, you know, we, see, we think that you might have uh, a duct that's not properly sealed. And in fact, in one of our uh, field tests, we saw that because one that was in Houston, uh, and whenever the AC was running, uh, humidity was increasing. And that shouldn't be the case. When AC is running, humidity should decrease. And we had, uh, so we took a few other measurements with uh, different sensors, and we sent a, an alert to the, to the homeowner saying that, hey, you should check your duct because we think that uh, it has a hole and it's sucking in uh, humid air. Uh, and she did that, and indeed, it, the, the, the duct was not properly sealed. So with this first product, what we do is that we provide uh, much more comfort and by reducing the runtime of the system, because the rooms will get to the right temperature much faster than otherwise, we also reduce substantially energy. And we provide also information about air quality and about the operations of the HVAC system. So the way we do that is that all this data that we collect through these uh, the, the, the sensors, uh, and as, as I said, each vent has like uh, 11 sensors, and that data is transferred uh, wirelessly to a central hub that uh, streams it to our cloud. And in our cloud, we have energy harvesting and machine learning that analyzes all the data and sends the instruction to the vent as to how they should be operating. Uh, and uh, also that sends alerts as need be to the, uh, to the homeowner and or if the homeowner so desires to their maintenance company. So that's, that's essentially how our first product works. And then we have a second phase that um, would consist of passing that information about demand to the supply equipment, to the air supply equipment, so that the air supply can now modulate instead of, instead of all or nothing, that it can just circulate the amount of air that is needed. And that doesn't really require much work on that side because, again, most, uh, most AC and furnace systems are efficient. And most of them have a, a fan that's capable of variable speed, but it's not enabled to run at variable speed. Because, again, until today, no one really knew how much air is needed. So it was all or nothing. So by just changing the electronics, which is not a huge expense, I would say a couple of hundred dollars, you can make that, uh, that system truly variable speed so that if, for example, just imagine that you have a five-bedroom house and only two-bedroom uh, need air, you can shut all the other rooms and have just enough, enough hot air or cold air produced and uh, the circulated just to these two rooms. And that's when you would be saving significantly more, more energy. So with our first product initially, we'll be saving about 20, 25%. And with the, with the at, uh, supply side also being made more intelligent to circulate just the amount that is needed at the point of time, would be saving an additional 30 to 40%. And, and then these are, oh, I'm sorry, these are products that we'll, you'll see in the early uh, quarter of 2019? The first product, yes. So the, the, the vent 
uh, are uh, competed. We're currently are doing the tooling uh, to, for the high volume production tooling, and uh, they're going to be produced in Canada, in uh, Ontario, near near Toronto. Cool. Uh, and uh, they are going to start being marketed well and and uh, shipped in Q1 of 2019. Uh, the second phase, which is to once that we do have these uh, vents installed in homes then to change the variable uh, supply air that would be in 2020. Now uh, I'm curious about the first product but I'm also curious about the second phase where we see some of the analytics that come back into the mechanics of the rest of the, the bulk of your system your HVAC system right so you're essentially making that uh, all or nothing system a more variable uh, and smart sort of dampening system per room so that right. you can direct right. the flow where, where need be. You might have mentioned, I don't know if I caught it, but did you, is one of the sensors in your smart vents a flow sensor? I'm sorry, what sensor? A flow sensor. So you can monitor the, the flow that comes in and out or out of the vent. No, we do not have a flow sensor. Uh, again, because you know, we would love to have one, but they are all either too bulky or they, they, mm. they use too much energy. Okay. So we don't have that. However, through the because we have a pressure sensor oh. and we have a temperature sensor, through that we can, over time, uh, really model the amount of air that you get into any room. So uh, what, another part or another question I would have in regards to phase two, I think would be more appropriate of this, is integrations with other systems. You mentioned like using a smart thermostat like Nest, and that's where sort of Elia Labs. Uh, idea and creation came from is when that happened it, it kind of sparked this idea in your head that there could be an extension of this and now there will be but uh, I guess beyond the smart thermostat which sounds like it would definitely benefit to having this with your earlier lab vent smart vents is that are there other integrations not just on a smart thermostat per se but on let's say when you monitor the information within the room once it's passed through your vents you can monitor what's there what about using um, sort of uh, a trigger of sort with the information given to things in the room that clean uh, air, like purifiers or con a smart connected pure? Like take example, uh, a Dyson air purifier, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that's an excellent like that. question. Yes, yeah, uh, that's so. In the in the first phase, when we're going to be rolling out, we're going to be compatible with uh, the leading thermostats, uh, Nest, uh, Ecobee, uh, Honeywell, Lyric, and uh, the, the way it's going to work is that will be connected to the thermostat through the cloud. So, for example, let's say that you have one room that needs more warm air and the thermostat has not yet reached that, uh, that, that threshold to start the system. We can pass that information to the thermostat and tell it, hey, we need more air so that the thermostat starts the HVAC running earlier or vice versa, stops it if all the rooms are satisfied. Interesting. So in the first, yeah. So in the first phase, we're going to have that. We're also going to be compatible, uh, you know, with uh, all the other uh, uh, home devices like uh, Google Home, like Alexa, and, and so on. Oh, so that okay. UI, people can use that user interface if uh, that's what they, they prefer to do. In the first phase or the second phase? In the, in the first phase. Interesting. Very cool. Yeah. And, you know, but the reality is that what we really want is we want people to forget about HVAC. We want them just to be concerned about setting the right temperature for different rooms, 
and the system doing it for, for them in the background without them having to worry about, about changing things. Uh, except when there is a problem, and that time we just send them an alert. So unless they receive an alert, they should, be, they should forget really that they have Alia Labs in their home. Okay, I, that makes sense. I mean, no one, you know, I, I love technology. That's the world that we live in, but not necessarily do you want to be worried about how it's working and, you know, making sure it's working. Like you said, it should just sort of work unless there's an issue. Then you get alert and say, oh, yeah, you know, you know hey, magic word, uh, personal assistant X, you know, turn on more or, or please provide more warm air in this room. Tell me what uh, ratings I'm getting. I, I would love to get my hands, eyes, and uh, install applications on, on one of your smart vents in 2019. I think what you're providing for residential markets and like commercials could be potentially life-saving, energy savings, money savings, and overall well-being uh, added, added value to any project of, of that description. And I look forward to seeing these things, you know, in, in homes across the America, United States, and, and hopefully, you know, other parts of the world as well. But um, with that, I mean, is your company a strictly to the United States? I know you said that you would manufacture in Canada, but I mean, are, are you selling all over? Well, they, we're starting with North America because in reality, you know, if you go outside of North America, uh, the heating and cooling systems are different, especially the heating systems. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's, if you go to Europe, it's really more hydraulic radiators. And, um, you know, with, with global warming, things might change. But uh, in, the, in Europe, for example, there, there are very few buildings that use air conditioning. Uh, in North America, however, uh, central air is really the dominant form of heating and cooling. Uh, and that's the case because it is very easy to install. It's very cost-effective to install, although it's not very efficient to run as it currently exists. So our, our focus initially is really to fix that problem in North America, which is the U.S. and Canada uh, primarily. Uh, both of them, you, they have about 85% of uh, the homes that use forced air and, and about uh, probably 95% of the commercial buildings that use forced air. So there is a huge problem, and uh, that's something that we can help fix. Uh, an issue is that, you know, it's like uh, people having a headache but not knowing that pain relievers exist, so they're not going to go to CVS to ask for aspirin. So one issue that we, that we have is that people are, they know that they're uncomfortable. Uh, they, are, they know also that they would like to have more information about the quality of the air that they breathe and so on. But um, they're, they're not sure exactly what product, what system can help them. So we are working with energy companies uh, that, uh, that have that direct contact to the end users uh, to really spread that information that, uh, hey, there, there, there is a solution. If you have that problem, there is a solution for it. Uh, the, we're also working with HVAC installers. Uh, and, um, you know, HVAC installers used to be very conservative, but now they have become much more open to using technology. And uh, we see them being uh, much more interested, really, to, to work with us in that, that regard. Uh, so although the product can be installed as do it yourself and um, it's fairly easy because just imagine that um, you, you wanted to replace a few vents in your house you know if they're on the floor 
it's like a, just a drop-in. You, you take out the register or the grill that's on, uh, on, the, on the duct and uh, you drop in our system uh, and uh, you have an app. Uh, with the app, you set up your home. Uh, you, you have your account, of course, in the cloud and uh, you program each room with the right temperature as you want, as if you were to, to program a thermostat. So you can, you can set essentially different temperature for different times of the day and it will automatically remember that and uh, maintain that. Uh, and um, you, if you have a smart thermostat, you also have the opportunity of, of uh, really linking our system with the smart thermostat so that that runs in the background. In the future, to the point that you made earlier, you know, so if there is, for example, we, we discern that uh, in a home you, you have a high degree of uh, volatile organic compounds and that you need to have an air purifier, we would suggest that. And ideally, you know, you would have our system that would be uh, connected with your air purifiers, with your HVAC system, if you have uh, ceiling fans, with your ceiling fans, with anything that has to do with managing air inside your home. <clears throat> Excuse me. So <clears throat> our mission is really together with other companies in the space to provide the best possible, the most efficient and most effective way of air management inside buildings, whether they are residential buildings or commercial buildings. And you know, we're not going to do everything ourselves, so we look forward to working with other companies. Some of them are ahead of us, uh, and some of them are startups that after, uh, let's say in a couple of years, you, you should have more complete systems for entire homes that are made up of Alia, of uh, maybe uh, Nest thermostats and um, other brand for air purifiers and so on. So let's, let's take a moment to, to talk about, uh, you said that the product itself could be installed as a uh, do-it-yourself install because it's, it's fairly straightforward, right? Like I said, you remove the register and slap in the old one and put it in. Now, there are, at least up here in Northern California, but I'm sure all over Northern America, uh, Northern America, not all the vent sizes are the same. And there I've seen some pretty slim ones, the pretty custom made ones for some of the nicer homes up here that I've been to and, and around. And I, I wonder, so if, if someone has uh, perhaps a vent that doesn't quite fit your product offering, um, what should they do? Should they look forward to maybe a more of a custom solution as the technology advances to adhere to a more slim register or something to that effect? Yeah, so, you know, that's, you're, you're pointing really to a real issue and that, that's the lack of standards. So if you were to go to Home Depot, you will, you will see that there are probably 15 to 18 different sizes right. or different shapes of, of vents. Uh, we took that into account when we did our mechanical, our industrial and mechanical design. So our vents are designed so they're like modular. So it, we, are that we are able really to, to introduce and to manufacture a reasonable large number of vents. So we're starting with seven different sizes with fewer components because it's, we, we, have, we have taken the Lego approach and um, it's very modular. So we can use different modules and put them together. All the electronics, 
including the sensors and the batteries, uh, the, the wireless radios, they're all in a module that you can easily take out and that is common to all the vents. And because we know that electronics evolve faster than the, the mechanical part, people have the opportunity of upgrading their electronic module when we have new sensors or they are, we offer capabilities that they would like to, uh, to acquire. So that part would be very easy. You don't have to remove your entire vent. You just remove that uh, small uh, module and uh, you replace it with, with a new one. Very cool. Uh, for the other, so what we're planning to do, so right now, as I mentioned, we are introducing seven sizes, but we're planning to tool another three or four size uh, in the first half of 2019. So by the summer of 2019, we should have about 10 or 11 different sizes of thermostat, oh, sorry, of vents. And uh, that should cover, we would think, about 80% of the market. So unfortunately, it's not 100% of the market. Unfortunately, there were still going to be some vents that uh, have uh, different sizes uh, from, from those that we offer. Um, and uh, we, we would not have a solution for them unless they retrofit the, their, uh, their registers and their vents to a size that we support. And, and is that because the, the ones chosen perhaps were made more widely adopted than some of the other ones? Um, and also possibly due to the, the restrictions of that, the sensors that we have available today and the modules you're saying that you can move from vent to vent may not fit a cert, up to a certain size? Yes, yes, that's correct. So for example, you, there are uh, some uh, under cabinet uh, registers that are just uh, two inch wide. And uh, our, the key thing for us is really the module that, that needs to be fit to fit there. And also you have all the, the mechanical parts of motor and so on that open and close the registers. And it's very difficult to fit that in just a two-inch-high two uh, register. Uh, so there, there is, it's not impossible, uh, but um, uh, it's, let's say that um, the size of the market also, uh, to our understanding, for that kind of uh, more unusual, unusual register is not large enough uh, to just justify on our part uh, for us because we're a startup to justify really the effort and the expense of tooling for that yet. Uh, down the road, as we grow, or as if other companies are interested to work with us that are in the business of making register, we'll be more than happy to work with them to enable them to do that. Ultimately, we would love to have 100% of the vents that are used in North America uh, be, be able to, to be converted to smart vents. So, if a, a time arose and a company were to want to partner with you, uh, Alia Labs might be open to some sort of partnership to to build um, a larger base or or be able to help with manufacturing, right? Direct, I guess. Yes, absolutely. We would we would love really for the technology and the capability to be adopted broadly. And one of the things that's important, of course, is that you want to have one more than one player. And you know we would be very open to licensing our technology to other companies if they can help uh, uh, with uh, making the product uh, more affordable. Um, and, you know, with volume, price will drop. But, um, you know, our goal is at, uh, within, let's say, maybe three to four years, maximum four years, to have uh, vents that benefit from uh, 
uh, from rebates from utility companies because of the energy saving, and also that uh, that will cost uh, to for for consumers they, they will cost no more than uh, say fifty dollars uh, per vet. Wow. At that time, you know, we can expect broad adoption, not only by the, the most uh, wealthy, wealthy uh, parts of the society, but by everyone. Because in reality, it is really uh, the, 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 the struggling middle class uh, that would benefit the most from the energy savings, right. the large portion of the budget. In, in terms of um, colors offered for your smart vents, what, what options do we have or will we have in January? Or 2019. So we're going to have just two colors. So okay. we're going to have uh, so the the grill itself is attached to the vent with, uh, with magnets. So it's something that you can. Uh, so the the the, the grill color uh, can be selected separately from uh, from the vent. Uh, it's going to to be white or or black. Uh, we're looking at some very interesting ideas. It's too early for me to really to. Uh, to discuss that at length, but we're looking at very interesting ideas in terms of being able to make the grills uh, at, uh, in many different colors and uh, many uh, many different patterns, and uh, still not in a way that would not require a very large uh, initial tooling cost, as currently our, our, our uh, grills are made of uh, molded plastic, so they require a mold that's expensive and. Uh, the, uh, the special, very special plastic also that's expensive. So we're looking at different ways to do that, uh, to both offer uh, uh, different looks because people have different tastes and also to reduce the, the manufacturing cost. Right, and then obviously uh, with, I would assume if cups and options were something later that would add to the lead time of your product and obviously would like to keep the the lead time down on your product, I imagine. That's right, yes. Right. Yeah. And so I'm thinking in 2019 when these products are available and if it's uh, if they're being made and assembled in Canada, do they ship from Canada or will they be available here uh, in the United States? No, we, we have a partnership with a company uh, that's in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Okay. And uh, they are a... Uh, they, they have a, a very large facility and already... Uh, ship a number of uh, green products. So that's the kind of company that we like to work with and uh, they are going to be our distributor for the US. So the product will be manufactured in um, near Toronto, Canada. Uh, we will be shipping to the Canadian market from there, but for the US market, we'll be shipping to our partner in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and it's going to be distributed from there. And then in terms of analytics with uh, what, on launch day when I am able to put these vents in my home and I want to be, take this information, uh, all this information that we're, we've sort of been talking about for the most part should be available within the, the apps, which I, I assume are both iOS and Android. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so the one going back to the, to the installation of the product. So there's a physical installation. So if it's on the floor, we just drop it in. If it's on the wall or ceiling, just two screws. So that is fairly easy. And that can be done for each vent in probably less than five minutes. Uh, what would take a little bit more time would be to the setting of the app. And it's, um, we're making it fairly simple. Uh, and uh, you will just connect. You, it will recognize the different vents that you have in the house. You name the vents. You name the room where the vent is. 
uh, and uh, you you would have a, a fairly easy way of programming of scheduling uh, that uh, that vent. Um, and uh, that's that's about it. So the whole thing. So for a house that has that, that uses that uh, well that installs say six to eight LE events, that whole installation process and the whole programming process will be less than an hour. And and with once I have let's say these things set up, and I ha let's say in this case, I, you know, in my place I have a, uh, a a Nest thermostat, so I've got that running the HVAC system. They're able, they're compatible with each other, and the assistant is able to, to do some basic functionality with the smart vent uh, of choice, whether that's uh, Alexa or Google or one of the others. Um, <laughs> and there she is in the background. Uh, do you think that there will be other integrations with, like, let's say Apple, for instance, with their like HomeKit, or that might be in, into phase two later, or something to that effect? Well, it's, we're doing these uh, things uh, as fast as we can. So we are starting with Alexa and uh, with Google Home, uh, but Apple uh, HomeKit is definitely one of the top products that we'd like to support, um, as well as other thermostats. You know, aside from these three thermostats that I mentioned, there are other thermostats in the market. Yeah. And some of them uh, do not allow for, they don't have an open API. So they, 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 it's really a closed system and they wouldn't allow us to, to, uh, to connect to them. Uh, but all the new thermostats would allow that. And over time, we want really to cover 80% of the market. So to be compatible with 80% of the market, both in terms of thermostats and in terms of um, home assistance. I see. I mean, I mean, that makes sense. You don't want to go with the major ones, obviously the ones that are open to work with integration wise, make it simple, allow two way communication. And as the technology advances, uh, kind of like the scenario that I, I mentioned with other, like let's say air purifiers in the room uh, to sort of trigger based off the information collected from Alia smart vent. Um, I think what you're building with your company as a startup is already really starting in the right direction. Being that we're here in California, one, one monitoring, you know, the, the smoke intake, the carbon monoxide, as well as other um, information with the particulate sensor mm -hmm. is a really, really good place to be in California aside the taxes and the high cost of living. <laughs> um, what you're doing right now, and again, as I mentioned, the, the fires that are happening right now, unfortunately, to say uh, the, the type of products that you're bringing to market is definitely needed. And California being so uh, energy conscious and wanting to be ahead of the, the game there, I guess, is a great place to say that I think Aaliyah is in a, in a great place, in a good state to, to sort of be the, one of the first places to provide um, a need where I think more people would be widely want to adopt these types of systems, collect this information and utilize it, like you, you mentioned, in, in residential, like commercial um, because of what it's, it's giving back, right? It's a, uh, it's, measuring our air it's measuring what's out there and with the integration controlling the flow and saving the energy in different rooms and as well as hopefully in the future uh, working in a larger base with you know other systems and other other subsystems like the purifier that i mentioned about earlier i think what you're doing is very very a good thing. And I just hope that in 2019, uh, more and more people want to adopt your, your technology, like you mentioned, and put it into other things and other places. I think um, 
I don't know. I think you're, you guys are definitely in the right direction, guys and girls. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Yeah. So uh, one, of, one of the last questions, right? If I head over to alialabs.com, I'm sure I could pre-order your things now. But in terms of like what you talked about partnering with HVAC community or other manufacturers or other people, are there going to be more than one type of model? Let's say in the instance of DIY, I head to your website and I can buy it myself install it. But what if I... I'm more of a professional like the HVAC installer or someone or someone, let's say an integrator, because we're mm -hmm. putting other systems together and the DIY community. Yes, you could do it, but per perhaps you have a larger system where you want things to kind of just work as one larger unit. Um, will there be a more direct to dealer model for like the professional that's installing this with other systems? Yes. And, you know, I think that over time we will see, uh, our uh, our sales channels uh, will grow to be really more B two B two C. You know, we would still ship direct and sell direct to consumers who want to buy from us. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, as people you know people are busy and uh, you know they they might prefer to have someone to go and install it for them, and that can be either an HVAC company. And currently, we're in discussion with a number of them to to establish a network of them through other states. Uh, and uh, there are also uh, installer companies. So, for example, the companies, if you, you, if you wanted to install a, a smart lock, they send someone to your home to, to install it for you. And we have been in touch also with uh, a couple of uh, nationwide uh, in, in installation or in, uh, expert installers uh, who, who are in most states uh, and uh, who can do that at a, at a fairly reasonable rate for the homeowners who prefer uh, to have someone else do the installation for them. Perfect. So I, I want, uh, I, I guess it's probably too soon to discuss those organizations, but maybe in the future, I'd love to have you back when you can talk about future partnerships, uh, future movement and technology development, new offerings, new integrations, uh, a more professional grade, um, version of what you're producing now even though i'm not i'm not trying to say that it's not professional i just mean more of a larger scale integration in the full system and right. what, what you're doing right now is definitely i think the very beginnings of a really elaborate um system right now already that's sort of an add-on to the existing old method of what we do for central air i think this is leading up to either future products within your company or larger integrations with companies that utilize similar things like this now, like you mentioned with the HVAC community. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Yes. Um, so with that, I would love to have you back in the future. Um, but in the meantime, if someone's interested about learning more about Aaliyah Labs, what is the best way to reach out either to well, you or just go to the company? Well, I think that uh, probably the, the, the first step would be to go to our website. So we have an FAQ, we have a technology page. So we, we try to, to describe as clearly and concisely as possible. Uh, but of course, uh, there's, uh, we don't go into great details. Uh, if someone was interested in discussing more details, I'd be very happy to, to uh, answer their questions. Uh, my uh, email is hamid at alielabs.com. And uh, I, I'm reasonably good at responding to uh, emails that I receive the same day. So I'd be happy to receive emails and uh, entertain questions or discussions. Well, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. And uh, as I mentioned, as time progresses and maybe in the first quarter of 2019, 
when products are shipping and they're they're installed in places and you have unique applications although i imagine each application would be unique because it's a new it's a new time for for the world because we didn't have this before we didn't have the a way to collect this information and and utilize it to control the main systems in the house and in the like commercial applications so in 2019 when um labs smart register smart vents are installed and shipping i would love to have you back to talk more about how the the progress the succession the how everything in general is going for the company and, and maybe by then you'll have a lot more uh integrations in partnerships that you're able to talk about i'd love to have you back thank you thank you johnny and also i want to say that you have an excellent program and i want to thank you for the opportunity to be part of it well thank you i appreciate that uh the show is never typically about me although in this instance you just mentioned that that is very kind of you and i do appreciate that i would love sharing stories like yours stories or that are startups ongoing companies things that help improve the the world the the world is changing and smarter homes and technology is helping to advance it and in this case bettering people's lives so again i thank you and as the as time progresses i'd love to have you back but in the meantime for everyone else head over to alia labs which is a-l-e-a labs.com alia labs.com to learn more there's a contact us page there's an faq section it's got a lot of really good in- information on stuff that i was unable to cover tonight in regards to integrations dual zone systems etc there's a lot of really good information but if you're more of a social person like myself you can head over to facebook.com forward slash Aaliyah Labs, or check them out on Twitter, simply at Aaliyah Labs. They're on LinkedIn as well, linkedin.com forward slash company, forward slash Aaliyah hyphen labs. If you more of an, a visual person, check them out on Instagram, Aaliyah Smart Event. And then the, if you like video demonstrations, you can check them out on YouTube as well. If anyone has any questions for me, you can email me directly with all your love or hate mail, as long as it's relevant to topics related to AV technology, smart home, etc. I would love to hear any and all comments. It's Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y at ravepubs.com. Johnny at ravepubs.com. Send me a shout. Uh, I'd love to talk more and and hear from you. Uh, Or it's basically just at jmota3, J-M-O-T-A, the number three. Pretty much everywhere online for the most part. Everyone, this has been AV Insider. Hamid, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I would love to learn more in the future. Everyone, this has been AB Insider. Thank you for listening. Of course, brought to you by Tascam. We'll catch you on the next show. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you. Have a good day.